Broadcasting service. Let me hit record real quick. Yeah, the, the fingerprints on your screen look like an entire landscape. <laughs> Shh, be quiet.
And hey, Tim, was going? You know, some small talk, like 15 seconds. He remembered me from Draper X, which is the other program I was in. And I said, like, here's, my new, here's my new pitch. Lightning escrow is a layer of protection for your Bitcoin payments in case you get screwed like a condom. And he started laughing really hard. And like, he had to stop walking because he was laughing so hard. And I was like, damn, it wasn't that funny. But um, yeah, then it just worked. He loved it. And then I said it again on pitch day on stage. And like, just all the VCs and everybody in the crowd just fucking loved it, man. And I'm like, where's the bag? Where's the bag? <laughs> I can't talk about that. But there's a lot of things I can't talk about. But man, I wish I could, dude. My God. Yeah, absolutely. Why can't you talk about Okay, so the point of the program, the program itself is not marketed very well. Why? Because most people who go through the program refer other people to the program because they don't want, they don't want everybody going to the program. Because people who do go through the program usually get funded. 70% of people who go through the program get funded. At least $500,000. It's a real statistic. 500000 At least. Horses fiat. What else? Five hundred thousand bitcoins. No, yeah, all of them, all Bitcoin. So anyway, because of that, the program size is usually very small, but it's very nice and tight knit, and everybody there is all Type A personalities. <laughs> the fuck up, dude. You wish, dude. You wish you tight knit. And uh, <laughs> that was me doing some sewing. I know. It's just so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's never gonna stop, is it? For the rest of my fucking time here, it's never gonna stop. Nope. Oh, it's still there. Kyle's a bald motherfucker. Bell, belled. I belled. think that's his belled. Kyle is a belled motherfucker. I see it now. <laughs> anyway, to answer your question, Nick, it's, um, it's a very small program for a reason. And they produce a lot of great people out of it. And honestly, the, the point of the program is to make sure you're not a fucking idiot who wants to give you a million plus dollars. That's honestly what, what it is. You got a Kraken representative? There he is. Hey! hey. I you need guys to talk to him about PBS things anyways. Now. Good timing. What's up? Anyway, nothing. Any more questions? Because I, I have no idea what to tell. There's so much to tell. It's like putting it all out at once is well, just really Are we hard. still fielding questions? Was that the only question from the audience? All right, and then I'm out. No more? Great. See ya. Car, you coming back up? No, I think I'm good. All right. The new people? Are the new people? I have, have Jesus. <laughs> Have we ever had a first timer? Yes, we actually have. What are you guys' names? Where where'd you come from? I don't. I I think I've seen you somewhere before. Your face looks familiar. You not so much. Jack. All right. The Jacks are growing in number two apparently. This guy back here. I don't. I don't. I don't think I write. What? Ted. I thought you said Jack. I was like, what are the fucking odds? Ted. Jack. Chris. Jim. You got some J's. Some T's. Is that it? Is that everybody new? Where are you guys coming from? You guys local? You grew up in New York. You just moved to Austin. Sweet. In October. What month are we in? December. Yeah. Enjoying it? You a Bitcoiner? How'd you find us? Okay. Cool. Good luck being the most crazy maximalist in Austin, man. That's uh, that's a, it's a tall order. <laughs> Tristan, I literally have hair on my head, bro.
Yeah, that's a good idea, Nick. You want to talk about El Salvador? Sure. Let's do this. What about the rest of you guys, though? Are you also new? You've been here for a while? You're new? It's okay. Ah, uh, stay away. That's trouble. Mr. Pink suit. Dude, it was a great suit. Dude. You... I was going to wear it tonight to like talk about El Salvador in the pink suit, but I decided to save it for the Christmas special. Yeah. Why pink? Yep, that's exactly right. Well, it's going to be the next one's orange, right? An orange suit? No, I think I'm going to do orange in a few suits, but I have a couple suits that I want. I found a really nice teal one that I like. Um... Then there's a purple and a lime green and then an orange. I don't, I don't know the order. Sweet. But a, couple of, a couple of real bright suits. All right, let's talk El Salvador. Let's go in chronological order from when uh, we started. Okay. What was the first thing we did? What? The what? pupusas were amazing. Dude, did you yeah. go to get pupusas from the Mama Rosa? I didn't get it from her, like the original, the OG pupusa lady, but I got it from a different place and it was pretty good. No, it but, Pupusa uh, Mama was not pretty good. It, it was not. They were excellent. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what? It was like next level. Yeah. It was so good. What are pupusas? What is a pupusa? Like a, it's like a, it's like a little round pocket of bread, like fried on a grill. I mean, they come with different things, but the ones that I liked the most were just like refried beans, um, jalapenos and cheese. And then it gets served with like uh, almost like a kimchi kind of like yeah. um, like a like a pickled um, relish and then like some hot sauce, dude, so good. And I, I went up the first time. Super was with us, and his Spanish was like a little bit off, and he <laughs> couldn't fully understand what she said they had for ingredients. So I basically just like said, just give me kind of one of everything. And I got three of them in a bottle of Coke, and then the the cost for three of them in a bottle of Coke was like two dollars. So I was like, three more, please. And then, uh, and then I went back like an hour later with um, Gustavo and some of the Bull Bitcoin team, the Verify team, and I they fully speak Spanish. So like they actually found out the whole menu list of items, and I was like, okay, I want beans, cheese, and jalapenos, and I ordered four more of those. I think all in all, I ended up eating like ten pupusas and like two bottles of Coke, and it cost me like six bucks. Paid for in Bitcoin. Cheap. It was great. Ubers are cheap too. It's like Dude, two Ubers, dollar Ubers. Ubers to get across the city from my Airbnb to the to the conference center. A dollar eighty three. A dollar eighty three, dude. It's cheap. And the Uber drivers take tips in Bitcoin too. So So a lot of the Uber drivers have the Chivo app. No, yeah, food was cheap. Like, everything was pretty cheap. Sam still there. owes me money, but otherwise, yeah, it was pretty... Your Airbnb you had was dirt-ass cheap, right? <laughs> Did you pay me? When? Did you? I don't think you did. I think we talked about it and then never did it. What wallet were you using in El Salvador? Was your main wallet your moon wallet? Or... Yeah, I was, using, part, yeah. I was using our wallet. The, I will say wallet. outside of like uh, El Zante and like a handful of like places like kind of directly involved with like the conference, the broader ecosystem still needs a lot of room for improvement with like education and use case. Me and Francisco spent 50 minutes trying to get two payments made to two vendors 
at like a like a crafts market where I got Tara her blanket and like what uh, El Salvadorian their wallet. Were they using? They Chivo? were using Chivo. Yeah. Chivo's awful. Well, the thing about Chivo it's is so bad. The UI UX is yeah. awful. Well, Chivo defaults to US dollars, kind of like a Venmo PayPal thing, and it takes like five clicks to get to a lightning screen. Is the UI is just bad? It's like, it's really bad. Chivo was. Basically, a company that know. outsourced it to another Maybe. company that outsourced it to another company. That wouldn't company. surprise me. It was a subcontract that went wrong. So the people who originally built it, I don't know if it's, I think it's public, Alpha Point. I think everyone knows it was Alpha Point. They literally built Chivo, and then fucking when it was done, they, they were done. Like, and then someone else had to launch it. So there was a lot of code that they wrote that they didn't support. So it wasn't like a team of a start, startup engineers taking it to production. It was a subcontract. So that's the biggest issue with Chivo is the people who built it don't support it. So, Yeah, no one wants to deal with a government-watched like censorship wallet. So yeah. It really needs to be privatized. Like Bukele should say, hey, there, a comp it should be a company separate from the government called Chivo, and then they should hire their own internal tech team, give them... No, yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, you can use any wallet you yeah, any want wallet. to, for the most part, like any kind of globalized. A lot of people. This use This is the thing: is like most of yeah. the people that I ran into don't use anything. The experience with Chivo, which is what they were introduced to as the tool for Bitcoin, to use Chivo. But I know people. I met people that literally didn't even download Chivo to get the free thirty dollars. So like, the UI, UX, and the user experience, and like the education that was pushed forth, it was non-existent it was basically like hey bitcoin's a thing in our country now uh they like talked about it briefly with like your your option to like download the wallet and well get that's your like $30. telling your mom to use venmo your mom's probably not going to use venmo right it's the same thing like even here if they were to say hey lightning wallet here's 30 dollars your mom's not going to download it your mom your mom is advanced my, my mom also uses venmo your it was mom. it was uh, it was it was just a tough from what I noticed like the Overwhelming majority of people do not use it. They don't really interact with it on a daily basis They all kind of know about it and are willing to kind of like work with you if you really want to like push to get it done um, Well, so basically dollars. so when Bitcoin was introduced it's either I mean if you're like at a local like vendor shop like the crafts place that I went to yeah, it was like mo it was all cash there because they don't do any kind of like there was no card payment infrastructure so your option was either like have cash or try to figure out how to get them to accept bitcoin like we yeah. we did all kind of like dancing around we were at like one vendor and we were like realizing that she was saying the vendor next door takes bitcoin so maybe we could pay her bitcoin and like pay an extra amount of bitcoin for her to like do the fee where she takes the bitcoin and sends it back as dollars to this vendor um, but if you're, was, in, if you're in a Bitcoin city like El Zante, everyone takes it. Yeah, El Zante was great. San Salvador, like a lot of the Uber, like I would say all the Uber drivers who are like driving in the nice neighborhoods know how to accept it. But it's, you know, you got to remember Bitcoin when they made the Bitcoin law, it was like 70K and then it dropped to 15K. <laughs> right. So. So that's a big drop. And the dollar obviously dropped with inflation, but it didn't drop that. I much. mean, let's also just like remember so, in hindsight that like. You're talking about a country that decided to make Bitcoin legal tender, what, like, very, 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 very recently in like terms yeah. of like trying to onboard a whole country. We know I don't think anyone anticipated that the first country to legalize Bitcoin was gonna like have like flawless, seamless transition, and that they'd have like a hundred percent onboarded in a year or two. 
Like, well, it's not how it's going to yeah. work. But what I will say, what I will say <laughs> is that it does seem as if Bitcoin has a strong influence on a small country, which is pretty freaking impressive. So yeah, it's a proof of concept. It's bootstrapping, like for like a for like a first step at kind of like yeah. mass adoption for well, the for next... the asset and the network to have a strong influence on a whole country. Yeah, is pretty wild. Well, the next country that adopts it, they probably hopefully they don't have the U.S. dollars as a base currency. Hopefully, they have a dying, hyperinflating currency where they have to. They literally, for their livelihood, they have to adopt Bitcoin. I mean, there's more coming, man. I, so. There are definitely more coming. There's things happening in Madeira right now that are interesting. Um, so all of Latin America is interesting. Mexico is, yeah, is Mexico. like a prime battleground for adoption right now. It's like, it's, it really is coming. And it's and they're all from, seeing, feeding off of each other. Were you there last year? We're doing. I was not there last so year. So everybody I talked to that went last year, too, that was another thing I found really fascinating, was like everybody had like astounding improvement notifications. Like everybody was like, the airport was significantly more built up. The highways were significantly yeah. more yeah. built up. The people seemed like friendlier and more optimistic than they were bridge. last year. There was a new bridge to El Sante. It was just from the people that went last year, the people that went this year, like everyone was kind of astounded at the amount yeah. of change that happened in a single year. And I didn't have that experience because I wasn't there last year, but I also felt like a lot of the people I talked to there were very kind. They were like very hopeful for their future. It felt great, man. I mean, overall, the vibes were really high. It was a, well, I met it was a guy an awesome who experience. grew up in El Salvador. He left in his teens or 20s. And then he basically came back for adopting Bitcoin. This is the first time back from his like teens and twenties, and he's probably in his thirties. So he's like, I came back because of Bitcoin. He's like, I can actually visit my family now. So it's like you hear, you know, anecdotal stories like that, but I, I'm sure it's gonna grow more and more every year. So I had a blast, dude. I mean, I wasn't there as long as you. You did a whole bunch of like extracurricular yeah. stuff. I showed up. Volcanoes. I put on a pink suit. I like walked around the conference in a pink suit. Yeah, and if you are thinking about going i know a lot of people haven't gone yet oh dude you should definitely go because i was like man. obviously my company put on the adopting bitcoin conference um Galloy. but um it's it's good to witness it yourself and it's like fun it's the fucking weather's amazing it's like 80 degrees sunny every day the beast the beach is amazing you went to bitcoin beach right yes i did the surfing is surfing? good i didn't yeah, surf, surfing but, would uh, be great surfing's not me that was probably my co-workers but uh I'm surfing's good i'm we're definitely going back next year like yeah. uh, i i i've kind of decided next year my my like hard cap for conferences is going to be four el salvador is going to be one of them TabConf will be one of them we're going to host one at some point that'll be one of them that I mean, leaves room for miami. one more and i don't miami. i maybe i don't know miami is not a hard sell for me at this point um it's a maybe i don't know I'm not like honestly at this point like even is is Miami turning into a shitcoin conference? Yeah. Fuck fuck the fuck stacks. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, at this point, I don't, I don't know that my, like, if I only have one place left to go for a conference, it's it, like, people are going to kind of fight over my attention and like the value proposition and like Miami, I really like 
I like Miami for one thing, really, and that is all of the events that happen outside of the main event because, like, the whole world in, like, yeah. crypto and Bitcoin shows up. So, like, even though there's so much shitcoinery going on, there are these, like, pockets of, like, really high signal, like, extracurricular events where there's, like, 150 Bitcoiners that just take over a bar and everybody's there for four hours. So and then you like, just, like, find other people who are, like, we're going to this Thursday, other event where yeah. there's 100 Bitcoiners at a, a little beach restaurant. And it's, like, that sounds awesome. Dude, you and missed ABC yesterday. There's 150 people there. It's probably the biggest one I've seen so far. Nice. It's huge. That's good. I mean, you offer like free KNC cattle, like no, a lot of them. A lot of like them came for and, sa safety. And that's actually, true like too. Safety and is also a yeah. big selling name, I guess. Yeah, it was good. He did his same, his normal spiel. Like you kind of once you know his, you know what it, what he's trying to promote. You, you kind of heard it all, but uh, it's good for new people who don't know his thing. I mean, book signing and all that. How many people of the hundred and fifty do you think are new people? Dude, there was a lot. There was what probably 70, 60 to seventy percent were new people at ABC, right, Topher? I, I, I dipped early. So I dipped yeah, I would say there is sixty to seventy percent new people. I didn't recognize a lot of faces. I mean, that's good. Yeah. That at least is one thing that's kind of still in line with the original vision of ABC, which is to draw in new people to the space and the, yeah. the ecosystem here. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Austin Bitcoin Club. You need to work on your uh, your analytics for. Do you want to share this the secret with the room, Ben? <laughs> Who's got a secret? Ben's got a secret. I don't know. He's back there giggling. You want to tell the class about your? <laughs> the mutiny boys are over there passing notes. Yeah. In class. Stacker News. You were. Awfully loud back there this evening. You want to come tell us what you were yelling about? <laughs> I don't talk like that. It's hard to co-host with you because I just I just sit back and let you. Uh, like, does he talk a lot at home? Is he the talker? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm quiet at home. It's the one place I turn it off. Did you go out that one night when uh, me and Alex went out like in San Salvador? Did no, you end up? I was going in bed anywhere? by like nine oh. o'clock. There's not a lot of nightlife in San Salvador, to be honest. Like that's, I think that's the lacking thing is the nightlife. There's like a bunch of rooftop bars that play music real loud, but there's no one there. Yeah, yeah. I walked exactly, past a couple yeah. of them on my way back to the Airbnb, and they've got like these whole like outdoor patios with like chairs and lights and music playing real loud. And there's like one but couple was, sitting at a table by themselves, like yeah. having a having a beer. It was a Wednesday night though, so maybe that's why Wednesday and Thursday night probably isn't as busy. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Austin, but no, that, I'm probably just used to Sixth Street walking by, like it's so normal to have that it be night that everybody chaos. ended up going out. I thought about it, and I got back to the room, and then it was just like, no, oh, the I'm bit refill this. party was all right, but the like El Salvador people are calm, laid back, and chill. So if you order a drink, you might get it. You might not get it. It might take 20 minutes. It might take, but they might just forget about your order. So you, get, the service is a little bit more chill, I, which is fine. I like that about most places. I, I, the first time I ever discovered that was in Eastern Europe, where I was sitting at a bar in. Uh, it was like a restaurant in um, Hungary. Yeah. And I I just like sat down. And no one came yeah. to the table. I was like there by myself. 
But I just like sat down and I was like sitting there for like a good solid couple of minutes. Yeah. No one showed up. No drink. No, like, asked me nothing. I just, like, eventually was like, like what is happening? You got to raise so, your like, hand. <laughs> I, like, I, like, raised my hand to flag somebody, and he came right over. Okay. I ordered my food. So it might be a drink. cultural thing. You need to ask for service. Like, it was pretty normal. After, like, a year of traveling, I got used to the idea that, like, unlike in America, most of these places don't pay their workers, like, $2 an hour, and then they get oh, paid in tips. They don't yeah. get any tips. They just get paid a living wage. So, so they, they don't care so there's no how long you stay. You. Okay. They don't care if you liked the service. You could walk in, sit down, eat your meal, get a coffee, drink your coffee, and then you could sit there for four hours having a chat with your friends. And they're, they're not incentivized to kick you out of the table at all for any reason because they're getting a paycheck at the same exact rate whether you leave or go. And I, mean, I, for, the I really, business owner, for the business owner, that sucks, though. Maybe. Because you're making less money. I mean, if, if a lot of people sit and, like, clog up table space, maybe. Yeah. But, like, I didn't really see that being a problem for the most part. Plenty of tables, and most people kind of yeah. finish up. And then after, like, a little bit of chat, you leave. But I liked it because instead of, like, I take a bite of food, and, like, every time I put the spoon in, Tim comes around the corner, and he's like, how are you doing? Is everything yeah. good? You want to anything for you? Like, yeah. what? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Tim, I'll let you know if I need anything, dude. Like... Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we've gone way off the tangents of Bitcoin and uh, El Salvador. Probably... What else happened in El Salvador? I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. I visited the Santa Ana volcano. It's like the big famous volcano that you see in all the pictures and it was beautiful. And it was on a coffee plantation on the top of a volcano. And it was just, yeah, hiked up, did like a four hour hike. Yeah, it's, it's dude, it's a beautiful country. Chris. Everyone needs Jim. to go. Chris. This guy. You're Chris? No, you're you're Jack. One he of did not. Chris, right? He uh, did I? Did I? Yeah, he didn't huh? make any big announcements. He was there a Chris? He basically every huh? time we had like a big bus of Bitcoiners, Ted he gave us like a police escort because he didn't sure want anything Chris. bad to happen to Ted, us. Chris, that is my Jack, assumption. So Jim. I mean, he treated us pretty well. Like he you met Bukele? No, I did not. But oh, uh, okay. I'm right. saying he treated us well, though, with all the escorts. He didn't want Dude, any bad that the was, corners. Dude, that was maybe one of the most interesting things to talk about. Yeah. Did You were, like, on the buses? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Carr, did anybody tell you the story from El Salvador about the police escorts? That was probably one of the most interesting things about the we trip, We got the dude. white glove treatment. There was, like, I guess it was, like, paid for or, like, put together by Bukele himself. Like, he didn't want anything yeah. happening. Like... What I noticed in El Salvador is like literally every building, like every establishment has an armed guard. Like the Airbnb yeah. downstairs, security with a gun. Like every building I walk past everywhere, like they have security everywhere. But at the conference, they had like whole police forces. We came back from the speaker dinner. We were like on a right. bus. There was like several motorcycle bikes that were like going to the front and then like slowing down and like coming around the back. They were like, as we were like pulling into traffic circles, they would like yeah. pull into the traffic circle and like block well, well, think people about, from coming think in about off the, the news. highway. Group of Bitcoiners bus blows up. No, and like that, that, that Bukele does not want that on national news. So he but just it's, made sure but we're But dude, safe. it's kind of crazy because to me, that seems like, as somebody who knows a lot about security forces and like the seems way like that- you're a target at that point. It, <laughs> it stands out so much more than just a bus driving down the street. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, it was really, it was interesting to see it, because we had, like, full-on, like... Yeah, you don't want anything bad to happen. They're just being extra cautious. But, like, we, me and Dusty and you, we, we drove off in just a normal rent-a-car, and it felt safe. I didn't, there was no gangs. I, I saw no homeless people. 
I saw like shanties. That's like an American problem only. Yeah, like I honestly, I've never been anywhere on planet Earth where I saw like homeless. Literally, where I saw homeless people when I was in Shanghai, like there was one person in the city of Shanghai where when I walked past, I was like, man, maybe that guy's homeless. But I had to like, I I had to like, I had to like. I think I think a lot of the people. No, dude. They just uh, at least the one place that I actually had a conversation about it was in uh, Croatia, where the guy who owned the hostel was saying he's like, we have like maybe like four or five people who have that problem here, and it's like mostly like gambling addictions and like I, alcohol I don't think problems. drugs is a big problem. And we just there, like, literally here. like the community gets them off the street because it's not a good look. So like somebody who owns a hotel will like put them in a hotel room or like whatever. They just solve the yeah. problem. It's like we we don't have that problem. Yeah. Or, or they and have I, like I'm literally nowhere else on earth has a homeless problem with the exception of america well some of the more like i At guess least not that i've seen anywhere some of the it. more authentic neighborhoods we kind of drove our car around in el salvador they i don't think their building codes are so much as here so you can build like you can just pull, go to a piece of land build a shanty and then sell coconuts so that that could be a living like their weather's really nice down there so they're not worried about yeah yeah Dude, the, the amount of people selling coconuts out from the airport. Did you see that when you left the airport? Yeah, yeah. It's just like there were literally hundreds feet. of people selling coconuts. There was like a hundred coconut stands was for all the tourists. Uh, I mean, that's a strange there was way a lot to phrase of the question. What, what's really interesting is, I think, at least airport. for me, the most interesting thing I saw was that when you get to like customs and immigration, it's like on the window where they're like checking you in. It's like, we accept Chivo, Bitcoin, yeah. credit card and dollars. And I was like, well, that's like really cool to see Like, like legitimately at the airport at customs. It's like yeah. the first did two things, buy, Chivo, Bitcoin. Did you buy your tourist visa with- No, um, I actually paid Bitcoin. in fiat. Wait, did y'all bring any like hardware wallets with you? Like open times, they pull you those? No. No, I, I've traveled with like a cold card before and stuff. Like, Mine were hidden in cavities they didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> They just look like USB sticks. Like, there's nothing. They don't check your luggage, really. But yeah, no. no. no this, the machine, it's all automated. They're not going through. The, the security say, is pretty relaxed. I will say, I mean, honestly, on my way out, the security was strange, man. I got to the airport. The double and I, security? Yeah, I went through security. And well, then I, and then I got to a, the American security I got second. a bottle of water. Yep. And then I went to my gate, and there was another security to get to the gate. And they took the bottle of water that I got inside the airport yeah. after I got through security. The, and I was like, what are the you The second level about? was the first level with El Salvador security, which is relaxed. The second level was U.S. security. Yeah. I, uh, I talked to actually Chris Hunter um, and he was basically he was like, yeah, he's like, they're really, really strict down here. He's like, there's no no messing around with the policies. He's like, you you try and fight back. And it's just like straight to jail. You just straight to jail. And uh, uh, I was just yeah. like, they, they threw away my toothpaste. They, they stole my bottle of water that I got inside the airport after security. It was ridiculous. Threw away your toothpaste? They threw away my toothpaste. Was it over three ounces? Yeah, it was. Well, it was toothpaste that made it through American dude, security. Dude, you can't travel with more than three ounces of fluid, man. You I thought should it was, know this. I thought it was 4.3, not 3.4. No, three ounces. Everyone knows that. You're a world traveler. You don't know that? Huh, I don't remember. It's been a while. You got to go to the travel aisle <laughs> buy your toothpaste. Yeah, you just got to put it into a special container that the people at the TSA don't care about. That would be a funny headline. I Kyle hate, gets arrested because he I didn't hate, want to give up his four ounces of toothpaste. I hate <laughs> I hate travel through the airports, airplanes. 
No. no. Yeah, it's owned by like Coca Cola and Procter and Gamble and yeah. Fiat. Ayurvedic. I think that's probably. What do we got? We got any time left, or we're pretty much we're, done. We're basically we're done. there. Voltage ad, right? Yeah. Jim, you want to come give us our voltage ad? Voltage. Come tell us about why you love Voltage. Jim. Well, I, uh, I actually saw a uh, really interesting talk at Adopting Bitcoin that Bob the Coder gave about their new product, Surge, which they're basically collecting all this analytics about your node to help you run it better, to help, I think, in the future manage liquidity better. So I think it's going to be a free feature to start, but I think it'll eventually be like a premium feature. But the other... They're building new features into Voltage, so it's cool to you see. Know what, you know what I heard about Voltage while I was in El Salvador? I heard several people complain that this guy back here, Mr. Paul Miller, Mr. wasn't Paul. there for his presentation. He didn't, oh, yeah. He didn't bother to call the conference and be like, hey, guys, I don't, I'm not coming because my well, passport's had, uh, expired. I think Bob the, Colder, <laughs> Bob the Coder filled in for you, right, Paul? I don't know. I think he did his own separate Yeah. Well, he wanted to know he wasn't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> I heard, well, yeah. I was, I was wanted to see your talk too. Voltage, they'll never let you down, but their employees might. <laughs> <laughs> Voltage Surge. They, we were talking about at our team how they name stuff really clever, like Voltage, everything's like energy related, like Surge. So it's, it's cool they have like a themed naming situation for their products. So. PBS, Stacker News Live, ABC, Austin Bitcoin Club. It's all about the branding. S the technology doesn't matter. Oh, hey, hey, Car, can we can we talk about real quick? Can we do a little SXSW? Too early. What? All right, folks, that's all we got. We're not talking about sex anymore on this show. It's the children's children's show. PBS Peace. Kids. Huh? Uh, we got a set. Didn't we, didn't, don't we have a tarot workshop? It's on the schedule for a week from now, so hopefully Car can pull that off because it's been there for like a month or six weeks or more. Anyways, folks, thanks for... Anyways, folks, thanks for coming to another Friday episode of PBS on Saturday, like Car said.